Over the weekend, I had tried to buy some Fregula at Fiesta Farms, the brilliant grocery store in our neighborhood. But Fiesta Farms was flat out of Fregula, so I purchased instead a 454-gram cellophane bag of a Cini di Pepe, which is pasta that looks like tiny dried beads, even smaller than Fregula or couscous. A pound of a Cini di Pepe is a lot of Pepe's, brother. And of course, because it goes without saying that this would happen to a man slumping on the threshold of sixty. In opening the wrong cupboard, I inadvertently nudged the Achini du Pepe off the shelf. The packet hit the parquet and burst, and seventeen bazillion Achinis, or Pepes, or whatever the fuck those little bastards are called, shot across the ground floor of my house. I then spent twenty minutes trying to sweep them up out of the charming cracks and wrinkles and fascia of my slanted old floors, to not entirely successful avail. I now realize why a Chini di Pepe is one of the less common pastas. It's a clean-up disaster waiting to happen. I spent the rest of the morning hobbling around the house, stepping on overlooked a Chini di Pepe, which I now call Auchi di Papa because they hurt like hell. Not a great portent of the future, you have to admit. But then my brother called, which always makes me feel lucky, and my wife gave me as a present some groovy but wearable clothes, which produced a small surge of mysterious hope. And then I actually remembered to bring my cup of hard-won mate with me to the car, which is an absolute miracle. And then at work I ran into even more Facebook birthday greetings in my mailbox, from more people I knew well and people I didn't know at all. And it turned out that my shyness or snottiness about the nature of Facebook friends had become less resolute. At sixty, after all, you are suddenly looking into the beginning of the end, the final frontier where you will either find the thing your heart has always sought, which you have never been able to name, or you won't. And whether you find it or not, I suspect, or at least hope, that it doesn't really matter as long as you look hard, that will be your life. I keep trying to peer into the distance to see how the story ends, how it stacks up, how I did as a human being. But of course you can't know, no matter what the priests and professional soothers say. I suppose the only thing you can hope for is that it doesn't get too lonely too fast. And however well I knew or did not know my Facebook birthday wishers, they kindly, if optimistically, reminded me that I was not yet all the way to the end. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Which is the other sound the clock makes. So, thanks, even unto the depth of strangers. February 6. A session on Twitter at work. We all want more followers. We all want to make connections, a young woman says. A brilliant former Globe and Mail employee named Steve Laterante now paid a relative fortune to work at Twitter Canada, at least compared with what he was earning at the Globe, is leading the workshop. But this is the thing. I sometimes don't want more followers because I don't want to think about writing to please them. I want simply to write what I need to write. I know that sounds romantic and pointless, but I am convinced it is the only way to do any worthwhile work. The advantage of having this thought at sixty is that it doesn't matter. By this point, how people react to something you do is kind of out of your hands. February 7. My father's birthday. He'd have been one hundred and one, had he not died two years ago.
I don't think a day goes by, and I know people say this all the time, but I now know it's true, when I don't think of him, even if it's just a sharp memory of his face as I turn a corner in my car, rather than one of those wider gaps when I realize again for the nine thousandth time, as if I had never realized it before, he's not here anymore. I don't feel all that sad, I don't burst out crying, I'm not unhappy, but I miss him. I wish he were here. I wish I could call him up and say, I might come round tonight, are you free for a scotch? I keep thinking about his brief decline. A year before he died, he was still going to work once or twice a week. He liked feeling useful. Of my siblings, I lived closest to him in the same city, down the road from the retirement home he finally moved into after Ma died. Once he was freed from her fierce ownership of him, I finally got to know him a bit.